And we're rolling on another Papa's Basement. I'm John Papa Giorgio. I got Michael Johnson. Hi. Good evening, everyone. Hello. Uh, thank you for joining us. Look at you holding your microphone. How am I doing? It's just pure evening news right now. Uh, yes. Uh, John, thanks uh, for having me. Uh, these are our top stories. I love it. I love it. You're on a scene. Yeah. It's, uh, someone's been murdered. But I'm Michael famous. Johnson in the backyard of a Chantilly uh, suburban uh, single dwelling. Tragedy has struck. A man is dead. His cock is in his hand. Oh. Is the cock attached, Michael, to his body, his person? I can't get back to see if, if the cock has been uh, removed. I can see it from here and it's in his hand i don't know if it's if it's a big dick is it a long dick uh or is it been removed from his body and placed in his hand no one will talk to me no no one is uh saying anything as far as um the investigation goes uh michael how would you characterize the penis uh it's it's flaccid uh looks like most of the blood has run out of it 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 actually kind of looks uh, like a uh, a small beige shriveled thumb section of a glove. I I know that it's not your place to speculate as a reporter, mm. but if you had any sort of guess or conjuncture um, at this moment, conjecture. Sorry, uh, what do you think the odds are that the penis is attached? Well, you know what, uh, uh, John, uh, I, I'm going to say that the uh, the odds are good because it is a glove. Uh, I, that was my assumption. Now uh, we are getting reports that the man just died clutching his glove. Uh, he was doing some yard work. He had a heart attack. This was m this news reporter's assumption that he had his penis removed and placed in his hand just at, at a cursory look. When I got on the scene, I, I that that was my fault. That was that was my story. That's what I wanted. Michael, was there something about the other four fingers of the glove that resembled a scrotum that led you to leap? You know, to this now assumption? that I'm getting a better look, it's it's uh, it's not even a glove. It's like a towel. Uh, it looks like uh, yeah, it looks like he might have been maybe uh, washing, maybe polishing uh, uh, his his motorbike in the backyard. Uh, and just had an unfortunate uh, demise there on the spot. Nothing. Not, there's been no dismembering, unfortunately. This isn't much of a news story. This kind of stuff happens all the time. Uh, but uh, I, I know one thing that we could make something happen. If you want to cut to sports, uh, I'll make sure that uh, there's some body parts leaving in different bags. If you get my drift. Michael, that sounds fantastic. Uh, we're going to get to Chet with sports, but we will be back. All right. And I'm going to get the machete out of my trunk. I just carry one anyway, just because uh, you never know when you could, you know, uh, have car trouble and end up on the side of the road. Uh, and your only way to uh, any sort of help is through a rainforest. <laughs> well, I think we've all been there. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Michael Johnson reporting live. Chantilly. And Chet, uh <laughs> Yeah, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you. You've been uh you've been Everybody's busy the last like, couple What the fuck? It's fine, man. We've we've gone hard news now. Yeah. Hard 
<laughs> jumping to just perverse assumptions. I would like to do that. Just like <laughs> be a be an on location reporter. You're sent to a house fire. And like it was a meth lab, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, that kids. Kids are, are uh, started a meth lab that has, and it's like, no, 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 it's just a small ele- electrical fire. Oh. Is it true that the smoke is currently spelling the words, God is dead, Satan lives? <laughs> it looks like it to me. If you squint hard, it's really hard not to see it. Oh, these fucking kids. Uh, yeah, buddy, you've, uh, you've been gone the past. Three, four, five-ish days. I did. I had, uh, I'm just going to say for right now, and I will disclose uh, more details as they uh, are able to be disclosed. Or as you make them up. As I make them up. Now, I had an out-of-town guest that I was entertaining. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, not much to do in a pandemic as far as that goes. Um Went to West Virginia for a day. Really? Uh, went to Harper's Ferry. Harper's Ferry. Yeah. Home and of one of our former co-hosts. Is that where she's from? No. Uh, Jay Pete, maybe? We, he did. He was Pete, maybe, on air, but he went by, like, Jason Whitaker, Jay Whitaker. He had a lot of fucking names. Oh, okay. He had, like, a grifter's amount of names. Like, uh, an America's Most Wanted amount of names. And where is he now? He's uh he's in Purcellville, like right across the river from Harper's. Oh, yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Purcellville. I, I I saw Harper's a couple times actually. You know, I'd go out there it's, and it's the uh it's the location of John Brown's uh failed uh slave rebellion. That's what it's famous for. Uh a friend of mine actually uh has a uh a screenplay about this. Is and it like a, a fanfic thing where it succeeds? or No, I mean, John Brown, for those of you that uh, are listening at home, uh, he was a staunch abolitionist. There's some good YouTube docs on him. Um, You've done your YouTube research? Well, I grew up with the, this guy was like, and this is why I wanted to take my friend to go see this. There's a uh, wax museum okay. in Harper's Ferry. Which is the, just the pinnacle of like anytime you're hosting guests from out of town, uh-huh. you get to the nearest wax museum and you go. Well, I should we reveal the gender of this guest, or is that a bridge too far? It was a woman. Okay, it was it was a woman, you know. <laughs> and um, so I wanted uh, her to. It seemed timely, you know. You wanted to prove your your BLM bona fides. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to show her which side of history I might consider. No, I'm serious. Uh, no, I mean I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Uh, uh, but he he. he uh, so he took him and his two sons, a few freed slaves, and uh, some other. Uh, his sons Jackson and Antonio. Yes. Uh, to. Uh, to Harbor's Ferry, and they their plan was to take over the arsenal. Okay, and then they were going to give uh, guns to slaves in the area, and they were going to, I guess, I don't know, I can't remember if their their plan was like to just take over that town, but he wanted to start a slave rebellion from there. Yes, and it 
it uh, it got off on a good start, and then uh, they all yeah, and then they got trapped in a warehouse. Um, This this place at the time was Virginia, Mm -hmm. wasn't West Virginia, and eventually, uh, I guess it would have been President Lincoln or someone called in. General Lee at the time, who was a general just in the United States Army, and uh, there was a firefight, and eventually, I think uh, a few a few people escaped. Uh, there were a few casualties on both sides, and Brown was taken alive, and he basically knew what his uh, his fate was, and he. He uh, he met with the media the next day while he was recuperating from his injuries, and uh, he pretty much gave his uh, what's his his not his mission statement, but what did the uh, I don't want to compare him to Ted Kaczynski, but what what did Kaczynski a manifesto manifesto yeah basically uh, gave like uh, he was a really good speaker and he was a really good communicator and he uh, he understood at the moment like. He was he was speaking to the world, and it it really a lot of a lot of historians say this is what started the Civil War because the South then got nervous that white abolitionists were going to mount some kind of slave rebellion, and then the North was upset with uh, were they they were behind his cause to end slavery, and then he was hung. Oh, okay. So like when big, I was a kid, big penis. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. They, went, that was his uh, execution. He had to drop Just his. Gave drawers. him use some sort of magic or surgery. Gave him a huge penis. Caused him to get a massive erection and then organ failure. Yeah, because all the blood flow that was required. That big fucking cock. But when uh, when I was uh, when I was a kid, this I guess same wax museum which was closed. It was like really kind of creepy stuff where. You would like walk through the museum and you'd like press a button and like the wax figure. It was almost like the ch- like a wax Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. Jesus. Kind of that thing. is the shit of nightmares, man. Well, and then the, the one that I think it was the last one you get to is him at the gallows and you press the button and his like head would ra- his head raised up. And he said, I can't remember his last words. And then my neck hurts. <laughs> um, he had some, I mean, he was an interesting guy. He was a, uh, a fervent, uh, you know, Christian, mm-hmm. uh, had always been an abolitionist, but he was also like a failed businessman. And a lot of people, he had always been anti-slavery, but he didn't get, and he started to get in with uh, Frederick Douglass kind of early on. Frederick Douglass ended up having like mad respect for him. Um, And, oh, he, he gave, in the documentary I saw, like he met with Frederick Douglass before he invaded this arsenal down at, at Harper's Ferry and was like, you want in? And Douglas was like, "No, I don't." But <laughs> I admire pa- your gusto. Yeah, he's like, "You're passionate," mm-hmm. and that's basically what he said. He was like, "He was passionate, committed." 
Uh, his plan was a little hasty. I sat back and uh, watched him fail. That's how I feel I would be like in any sort of like wartime situation. Like someone's like, look, man, uh, we're just going to grab our guns and charge. Right. You down for this? Like, can I count on you? I'd be like, look, um, I think you're going to pull it off in case you don't. You're going to need like a reinforcement coming. That's where right. I come in. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. With... I'll be here if needed, but I think call you're you do like it. just out of out in the like just yell for you. I don't understand. <laughs> no, just just you know make it known. However, pigeons carrier pigeons, uh, a Morse code cable. Just make it happen. I'll be there, but not right now. Right. Right now, absolutely not. Again, not because I'm a coward. Just don't think you need me. So one of the interesting things. There's a, a few interesting things with the story. One of them. Is that the when they showed up? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I don't live in the city, uh, we still have fireworks going off pretty much every fucking day the last couple of weeks. Not nearly what people in America's inner cities are experiencing, where it sounds like goddamn shelling from eight to two in the morning or so. But yeah, uh, when they showed up at whatever time at night. Uh, I think it was a the first casualty was actually an African American that was guarding that was doing security along the railroad mm-hmm. and had no and had no idea who these you know this band this militia was and ran to uh, notify somebody and was shot in the back. And the daughters of... The I think con- we're all picturing uh, Reginald Bell Johnson in Die Hard, right? Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> Isn't Which that the name he? of Carl Winslow? Oh, was it? I think so. Hold on. But he survived. This guy didn't. No, I don't, I don't think Reginald got shot at all. I think he was... He I saved, was, he saved he's John McClane's life. Reginald Vell Johnson. <gasps> Holy shit, still with us? Yeah. That I didn't know. Uh, if you watch um, the movies that made us on Netflix, the Die Hard one, uh-huh. he's featured in that. He talks a little bit about the uh, the filming of it. That's a, a, a strong series I recommend. Die Hard, it is. Well, that uh, the uh, <laughs> what the movies that made us on Netflix. Okay. Uh, but... So the Daughters of the Confederacy, back in like the somewhere in the early 1900s, constructed a monument to this this guy, this African American that was killed by John Brown and his militia. And I actually took a picture of it. I'll post it. It'll be on the extras page of Papa's Basement if you're a <laughs> Patreon subscriber. Uh, no, I took a picture of the monument and. Their argument was is that um, there were black citizens in the South that were happy and and trying oh, to oh shit that were for the that you know lo- loved who they worked for the white their you know <sighs> white masters or either if they were freed or not, um, and I was like. I was with my friend, and we were looking at the monument. Have any asterisks been added to that monument? Well, like that's past? what I was I was explaining to her, like, why 
this uh, what this monument was about and the daughters of the confederacy uh erecting it and as i'm explaining it to her it, it dawned on me i was like it's like the daughters of the confederacy assumed that this guy wasn't just doing his job living a passion well i mean he was doing his job of just like oh hey you know what uh they're uh these fucking you know some guys this armed band of guy, uh, men just showed up um i better go you know who knows what they're trying to do but uh they're like no he was able to read the situation and understand that this arm band was there to take over the art the the armory and it was to uh incite a slave rebellion it was like not, and they're they're like and that monument is still there. Oh, it's still there. Like that verbiage. It is. Let me, uh, I will, if you can vamp, I will pull it up. I'm just frankly shocked that that was, I mean, I hate that word, but I'm shocked that that was considered cool to put up even in 1900. I mean, like, it's one thing to jerk your dick about Robert E. Lee and this whole narrative of like, you know, the lost cause or whatever it was called when you know they've reconstrued the civil war is like hey uh people knew they're gonna lose it but they they fought anyhow yeah it's on this slab of of rock that looks kind of like a uh section of a gravestone it says on the night of october 16th 1859 hayward shepherd an industrious and respected colored freeman was mortally wounded by John Brown's raiders. In pers- I just just stop right there. How fucking racist do you have to be when the first nice thing you say about a black dude is he was industrious? He's industrious. Contrary to popular belief. Is that, is that like saying he's well-spoken? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was mortally wounded uh, in pursuance of his duties as an employee of the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad Company. He became the first victim of this attempted insurrection. Um so that's even them, like, years later after the war is done, where it was like, they're looking back at this as, The whole like, rewriting, yeah. We lost. And this, they, they, they tried. They're the one. They're like Rambo. They're like, he drew first blood. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is over. Nothing. Nothing is over. You don't uh, just turn it off. This boulder is erected by the United Daughters of the Confederacy and the Sons of the Confederate Veterans as a memorial to Hayward Shepherd, exemplifying the character and faithlessness of thousands of Negroes who, under many temptations throughout subsequent years of war, so conducted themselves that no stain was left upon a record which is the peculiar heritage of the American people and an everlasting tribute to the best in both races. Ooh. Yeah. We've said some shit on that show, on the show, but that's like the most racist thing. That's <laughs> um, fuck me, dude. God, how um, how did we just for a uh, hundred something years like let that shit slide? We just did not give a fuck. So we were so happy to have the Confederacy just, I guess, not openly shooting at I, the North. I was like, sure, say what you want. Say they were happy. I I don't get the piece with, like, I don't know. Like, they lost. They lost. 
You, you know, it was a fucking insurrection. If you want to talk insurrection, right, these right. cocksuckers, man. God damn. Come on. Come on. Um, oh, so right next to it, though, I forgot about this. I took a picture. Uh, Pearl Thomas. So I guess they had in 1930. 1930- that sounds like a sex toy. <laughs> and uh, get out your Pearl Thomas, ladies. <laughs> um she, it on she was an African-American woman that had to speak out when this monument was erected. Mm-hmm. It said, hearing praise for faithful slaves during the dedication t- of the Hayward Shepherd Memorial, Pearl, oh, Pearl Tatton uh, interrupted the ceremony and said, I am the daughter of a Union soldier who fought for the freedom of my people, for which John Brown struck the first blow. Talent Tatton challenged the faithful slave stereotype. We are pushing forward to a larger freedom. The audience was shocked. Confederate daughters uh, uh, stood with mouths agape as she lauded John Brown. So even like, even when the that monument was erected, there were people that were like, "Can you believe she's bringing this dude up?" I mean, what the fuck? Just to attribute all that, it's like, it's oh, like it's some total horrid boss move. saying, "My employees all love me." It's like, motherfucker, you provide a roof over their head. It's kind of like um, when, and uh, not in the in a similar way. It's like when Fox News is like, "See, we we have African American anchors." Yeah, you know, <laughs> like you're you're welcome. Yeah, they're industrious. They're industrious. Um, spoken. Oh, I, 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 when I was going through my pictures, so this morning I took my, my friend had to go back and get on mm-hmm. a flight. Your friend. My woman friend. My. Your lady, lady friend. This is all I want to talk about, but I, I guess know. we can't. I will. Instead, I will, we've talked 20 minutes about abolition. Didn't see that coming. Well, this is when Papa's basement. This is a very special. We Papa's got woke. Basement. Today we yeah. got woke. Yeah, I mean, even even if you're living in the basement, um, you got to wake up sometime. I'm just i I want to talk about my my Asian neighbor. Oh, and yeah, we were woke. Now we're not. I built a statue in his memory. Yeah. Incredibly good with an abacus. Um, trying to think of other horrible stereotypes <laughs> that I could put on a piece of stone. You and you want to just you just want to erect this in his memory? Yeah, just you know he he died for a worthy cause. Um, they were trying to shut down the Nintendo offices. Okay. Due to COVID. Right. And uh, they were breaking in to do that, and he right. actually got shot by them. He gave his life so that hopefully I can play Wait. Metroid 4. He was breaking into the offices? This analogy fell apart pretty quickly. I'd like to just abandon, talk about uh, what kind of difference I'm noticing in you after four days of having a friend lady over. Oh, yeah. What, no- what are you noticing? <sighs> There's a difference in the posture. Not just because right now you're puffing out your chest like a silverback that's about to disembowel me, but there's there's just a you look refreshed, man. Do I? Yeah. You, okay. You look like you've been I'm not going to get crass, but you look like you've been rejuvenated. Ah, yes. Yeah. 
Like I've uh, filled a few guts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've dumped a couple teaspoons, and I mean that—that that is the—that uh, is the purpose, right? I mean, there is something to let's just let's just put it out here. You know, this is we're, we're if we're doing such a woke episode, I think we should be able to say this. Okay. Sex, having sex—that's what we're talking about, John. That's I've I've read a lot of erotica that you've written under a pen name. Right. It just always starts with those words. Right. I don't know why you feel the need to just put it out well, there. Well, like this that, time but. I felt the need to to live it. I wanted to live my writing. I didn't want to just having sex. Yeah. I didn't want to just uh you know, write out some more erotic ramblings and just, you know, send them to you and listen to you read them as you as you came which is in a way satisfying i've always wondered why it is not as satisfying yeah as having actual sex no 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 i'm i guess yeah we should talk about that like that's been your idea for a podcast for a long time like i just read your erotica right while you know having sex with myself Right. Which I believe Madonna once referred to as the most intimate of acts. So yeah. me doing that and then like whenever I finish. Wait, Madonna said the most intimate act was masturbation. She referred to it as having sex with herself. I don't think that is the most intimate act. It's not like I have no vulnerability unless you're in front of a window like at a. A major a Hardee's. De- yeah, a major department store. Then there's a little vulnerability. You are risking something. I I think the most like intimate act you ever given yourself a suppository? Like that's up there. Uh again, yeah, I think that's just self care. I'm not I'm not saying it's not, I'm just saying <laughs> it's it's also I think pretty. A, an intimate act to me. To, I this, and we can uh, we can have our listeners respond on this one if they're still listening. Um, I think in in order to have intimacy, you need uh, you need one more person. You th- so intimacy is between people, right? Okay. I don't. Uh, did Madonna really say that, or were you just fucking around? I was not fucking around. I I remember that. I believe that was like a line from a Time magazine little blurb on her. Uh, Time magazine back when I read Time, like ninety one, ninety two, used to have like a celebrity thing, right? Maybe like next to the last page kind of shit, and like one out of four weeks, it'd be like kind of a sexy picture of a broad. And like you know, I was a little kid back then, and the internet didn't exist in the way we know it. So I would have to jerk off to Time Magazine sometimes. It's good writing. Yeah, it's, that's my erotica. Right. Uh, you know what? I I I just was thinking where where would masturbation count as an intimate act? I do know my uh, best friend growing up. And I believed him on this for the longest time. He, he did not jerk off. And he would complain about about blue balls and he would complain about headaches, this. loss yeah. of vision. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you just jerk off? And he's like, what? Really? And I was like, you don't. I mean, you- how old were you guys? Five? <laughs> we were probably like 19, 20. Oh, OK. Yeah. So and you knew uh, a serial killer. Right. 
Well, he no, he was like he had been in he had started being in relationships like when he was 15, 16 and just Yeah, but 15, 16, you should have been tugging it for like a couple years by that he point. He totally he totally skipped that step. Okay. Um but I remember one time he was like complaining about it for whatever reason he was with his girlfriend and didn't finish or whatever and was like he was complaining about how uncomfortable he was i was like just you know jerk off and like a day or two later he's like dude you never guess what happened (laughs) and then after he's like if i felt so much better (laughs) and i was like yeah that's why you do it so I can imagine that whatever whatever how? whatever he did or how he did it, that was an intimate moment where he's like, you know what, I'm gonna do this for the first time. Oh, you think like he legit like poured a glass of wine, some candles, <laughs> right? Or you know, like yeah, it just uh, I've always I've only heard this usually from women when they talk about the first time they just kind of I was exploring myself. Yeah, I always thought it was like they just rubbed up against a stuffed animal at age six or whatever the shit. I found my our basement couch cushion, and I don't even know how. I think it was just like it was almost unconscious. I was like watching. You can't do it that on television. Uh-huh. And it was just like, I'm just going to start rubbing on it. And Alanis, a young Alanis Morissette <laughs> drove you over the edge. And then, you know, like a week later, I'm just drilling Just it. jerking off to barf. <laughs> right. That uh, fucking garbage show. But I think if you've never... D- now, like, yeah, the uh, Madonna, though, I just feel like she was... So wait, legit, what was your first time? You were, like, in your basement and you just I started, like... So fucking dry humping i just remember yeah like uh i just like at one point i got to feeling better and better uh-huh and then i i remember my first orgasm was like in my ankle does that resonate at all does that resonate to the listeners out there uh, no like i mean that it wasn't entirely in my ankle we're not talking you your the orgasm was felt in the like your your ankle contracted in order no, the the inner part of my ankle oh, okay like the nerve like you know it was like it was a it wasn't just there but it was like something that i only associate like my 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 early ones i don't I'll know fucking never look at your feet again yeah. just know that the inner part of my ankle so you were you dry humped a couch and then you felt it in your ankles like did you not you, not that there wasn't concentrated in my ankle it was like like my whole body but i remember like the in, inner part of my ankle would almost like uh flutter does it do that all the time or just no it, does, it hasn't i don't i don't experience that now i don't know now i'm just like i'm yelling and i'm like <laughs> holding on to stuff and i got Six different narratives of going, you know, going on in my head. So it could be, but I'm just, I'm just not. He's yelling and holding on to stuff, <laughs> and I'm picturing yeah. you just holding a weave and screaming. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Now, it why is... didn't you tell me? So much, like so much of like my go-to's as far as like you know. Um, did you ever watch Big Mouth? Yeah, I watched that 
horrid show. You that hated you it, love. right? Did you ever see the one where Jay is fucking the pillow? Yeah, and he's got a relationship, and he's like, and he's fucking like a dude pillow and a chick pillow. I think. And he was like, uh, what got him off? Like when he was fucking the pillow, is like he would always say, like, I'm forty. I'm, I'm, he's like, I'm forty. He's like, he kept saying like he's forty and he had money. And uh, it was like this whole sort of like ego trip mm-hmm. to the point where the pillow actually thought he was 40. He's like, no, I'm 13. <laughs> but uh, I related to that. It's like I, I, I go into like the recesses of my uh, mind and I have to like create like this. Uh, yeah. Like still or sometimes. Yeah. Especially like when it's like, all right. We're going to try, we're going to go back to back here. God, I mean, I that part of me fell off like a tadpole's tail, you know, like. What do you mean? I mean, once, once I, I had like access to a nonstop stream of porn, like, you know, I went off to college at 18. It was, well, I that's was like that shit like clockwork orange, man, just eyes open, non-blinking. And that's like, uh, the porn has to have plausibility. Like, I need to find... Someone that kind of looks like someone that I may have had sex with or could have had sex with. Like, I need, like, every once in a while I can go, like, okay, I'll, this is just kind of, she's too hot. Like, I can I can just do this, but usually it has to be. I thought like, you were going to say, like, she's too hot. Like, I've never been around something like this. Right. I mean, that there are times where I like, yeah, I did, I can I'm never having sex with a, a woman <laughs> like this. I'd like to, but until I do, it does nothing for me. So, that's interesting, man. No, I'm I'm not wired that way. I've honestly, I would say only slept with like a handful of women that I'm legit like, oh, that was a really attractive girl. Like most of the time I've just kind of bumbled into just eh. You're just you're just there. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I've a lot of my my banging was kind of before I had my head on straight. And so I would not really pursue any women that I was legit attracted to because I was still like terribly afraid. Like I but I would kind of aim lower and then wind up completely bored and not attracted to the women I got because off the bat I was like, I'm not digging this and then you know fucking with them certainly didn't make anything better so yeah it's it's only a couple times in my life i've been like oh yeah that girl was incredibly attractive and i have to go think about that now and knock one out i i go i go to a lot of the uh the uh the bank of almost like i'll uh if i need uh if I need inspiration, I'll go back to a time where I just almost, rewrite it. Yeah, you know, I almost hooked up with this girl, or it was close, or yeah, it was. It's usually going back to like, oh, I was such an idiot. It could have oh, yeah. happened this I can, way. I can think of at least three or four girls where like I threw the rubber on, like I was being safe for whatever reason. And, like, between nerves and the condom, like, it just was not happening. And the girls were not going to wait around. And were like, fuck this piece. And I have mentally rewritten all of those scenarios where I am just, like, John Holmes hard. Like, <laughs> 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 fucking just going to town. Oh, it, uh, yeah. It, uh, it is... 
It is something that uh, I realized this weekend where it was like, oh, you know what? I needed this. <laughs> I haven't yeah. had this in a while. No, man. That's you. You got covid laid which i like i'm not I, I i don't see where that happens for me like i'm just not getting laid probably for the next yearish or something insane well, you, what if you meet someone and uh could you quarantine yourself from the house for two weeks yeah yeah i mean like you're talking well meet how uh like uh in person well, okay, yeah, yeah. I, so I hit it off. You uh, okay? You're uh, you get a call one night. Yeah, and, and somebody's locked out of her house. Uh huh. And she's Indian. And she's Literally, really yeah. I've never had an attraction. She's upset. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've told you the story. I know. <laughs> but maybe that plays out differently. Okay. Yeah. She calls me back. So, and I meet up. And then at that point, like what? I just cough up for pretty much like a month long stay at an extended hotel. I mean, I think it's worth it. It's called self care. It's called self care, yeah. And I mean, I don't. I'm I uh, I am not tempting fate here at all. But I think like you guys m- did spit in each other's mouths though. Oh yeah, just peed everywhere yeah. on each other. Like um, that James Con flick. What was that called? Not the recruit, or oh, uh, the one where he's partnered as a cop with the alien, and the guy drinks sour milk. That's Alien Nation. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> about... <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about. Uh, he's a coach of like a college program. Was it called the program? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What it was his? He had like a sexual fetish. No, there was, I believe, a scene in the because I never saw it beyond the commercial. But there is a scene with some kids lying in the median to prove their metal, and I do remember some idiots were run over trying to recreate that scene. But also some guys that just both looked like the Boz to show how hardcore they were were like spitting in each other's mouths, like like they faced oh, each other, and, oh, they were yeah. like, and then the other guy went back. Ugh. That sounded like some Klingon shit. Um, yeah, and now that's just. Uh, I mean, yeah, basically we did. Okay, cool. But my, my quarantine experience has been way different than yours. Like, part of me is, you know, and I'll, uh, I, I'm, I'm open. I, I don't have as much to risk coming back to wherever I'm, I'm staying. So I've been out and about. I've been working. Because you've got a little pine tree hanging in the Elantra? uh wait pine tree like uh, one of those scent? little air fresheners <laughs> oh no i meant uh you know you got your mom to consider and yeah 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 but um what i'm saying is you don't have to consider her or i can just start banging her is that <laughs> yeah is that what you're saying I mean that's hey that's incest porn all the rage so yeah. maybe you guys start maybe that's a our channel. new pod huh well, that would be like a Pornhub channel, not a YouTube channel. Yeah. Right, right, right. Chatterbait. Little age play, a little incest. I can see it. That's that's like a lot of that was on, cross-demo uh, appeal. That was on, I think, Real Time with Bill Maher the other day. He, he fucked like, his mom. Yeah, he was fucking his mom. Uh, you know, he was he was asking about what what's the deal with incest porn. I think we've talked about it. I, I, I don't get it. It takes me out. 
I have I have zero idea how that's attractive at all. I I wonder if it's just because everyone now lives at home. But you know, it can't be though. I've been home on and off for yeah tenish years, and I feel like it's like a. Uh, I'm almost conspiratorial about it, like how where Fox News, like uh, what's his face, who's the guy? Rupert Murdoch would send out the daily directives of like you're going to talk about this, you're going to talk about that. There's some like overlord. So what, the Chinese want to make us fuck our parents? Right, right, right. This is a you know this is what you guys are going to produce, and this is what we're going to show. And it's like sometimes it's like that. I'm like, I've seen that clip at other places and she's not his sister. <laughs> and and they title it that they title it that anyway. I mean, where what has happened to this world? I don't know, man. I truly don't. I'll I'll never grasp the appeal of that. I just won't. Thank God. Fucking just a part one shred of innocence I've got left in this toilet world. Are you good? You good? You want to keep going? You're wiping off your handsies with some sanitizer. I'm getting bit by some mosquitoes, so I thought well, we can go in. Why not throw some alcohol on my hands? Okay. Well, I want to. Uh, I want to keep talking. Well, me too. What about you guys out there in listener world? Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um, we want to hear more about John Brown and the Daughters hear, of the Confederacy. Yeah. Um, what else has been going on in your world? Dude, I've just been highly medicated lately and it's, it's made me feel bizarrely competent and I don't know what to make of it because I'm, I literally spent 25 years of my life fucking hating myself and thinking I'm a nincompoop. So you're getting shit done and now you're unhappy. What's that? Yeah. You're getting shit done now you're unhappy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm okay, man. I've I've made so much peace the last couple days with just there's no performing for the next 12 to 18 months. There's probably no fucking for the next 12 to 18 months. Um, it's just going to be sitting down, writing, and playing video games. That's it. Uh so what? So the medication, the adjustment is has done has been good for you. Overall, yeah, man. I'm on the, the Adderall, not spansels, like just the, the tabs, the instant mm. release. You just uh, pop those the whole day. I, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like Tic Tacs. Like t- just <laughs> I just chew them. I, actually, I chew them. I mean, I snort one or two, and then I'll make a martini, and I'll dissolve one in I there. I grind some up, and I put them around the ring of my rectum, like you're salting the side of a, right. a mixed drink. It's like called margarita. speed chugging. Yeah. little butt seeing, a little butt mm-hmm. shooging, as the Germans would say. So it has been good. Yeah, I'm actually doing things instead of just sitting in my room and thinking about doing things. All right. So I'm just I'm just trying to follow uh the things that make me happy. Yeah, so I write. But now, but are you still unhappy? I got to say, not really. In fact, I scaled one of my shrinkers back to every other week because she was just kind of like, you seem very okay. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. So uh, is there like an, is it more like a phantom limb syndrome where you feel like an absence of unhappiness? So it feels different. 
you know, if I'm being honest, man, I'm just I I worry that by not hating myself, I will lose whatever little comedic yeah. edge I had. That's bullshit. That is a uh, that's I mean, it, it's something that I d- identify with mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, definitely used to do myself. And, but it it all it does is uh, it it ends up burning you out. Well, dude, whenever I've hated myself, it's just meant like week long periods here or there where I was like, oh, I'm just not getting done. Damn thing. Next several days because I'm depressed. And what? Like I could occasionally be funny with a friend over the phone during that time. Who gives a fuck? So you're more or less using it to create distress that you can then riff off of. I mean, that's how I felt at the time, because every uh, how pretty much every comedian right now and for a very long time when the material's been personal it's been like i i am torn apart by these demons i'm racked by guilt and all this shit like most people i don't know maybe i'm just from that stern frame of mind like stern was a fundamentally unhappy person yeah but for an here's a long time they would use their personality though and their viewpoint whether even if it was negative i think the difference is like the doing you got to do so it's like uh i used to use this analogy in teaching uh acting or improv which is uh what woody woody allen his movies are basically him being negative and uh uh just doesn't get anything doesn't like people doesn't like where he's going and if he would have just stayed home and not done anything you wouldn't have a movie but he go he does it anyway like he he doesn't want to go to dinner but he goes to dinner he doesn't want to go out with the girl but he goes out with the girl he doesn't want to do the job but he goes and does the job and so his personality reflects he he minds uh the doing and the being in it from his personality and that negativity. Yeah, and I suppose that's the change I'm encountering. Like the past several years I have gone out and done a lot more, but I it was always couched in this cynicism and this whole like, eh, I'm doing it, but I'm above this. And now I'm just like, I'm not above shit. I'm fucking thirty nine, I live at my mom's house. You know what I mean? Right. I'm happy to be at your birthday party, kid. Keep moon bouncing. <laughs> But uh, so you feel like you have to hang on to that. I mean, it's starting to fade away, but that's the part that's freaking me out. Like losing because I think for a long time I haven't been that down and I've been much more about the thought of hanging on to it. And now I'm I'm starting to just want to do and not stew in my own. John, what if you could take that self-hatred and turn it and point it out towards others? So kill in the name of Allah. Okay. Or just hate other people instead of hating yourself. But I hated everyone before, including me. Now you just don't hate you? Yeah. Yeah. Well that's just that's just taking some weight off. <laughs> I've been doing that too, thanks to the Adderall. I know. And now you're gonna build a home gym? I am. I ordered a barbell. Now I just need to find weights, which right now. If you've tried to find weight, I mean, like, I'm I'm bragging, I'm humble bragging right now, saying that I found a barbell to purchase for under four hundred goddamn dollars online. Oh, wait, they're, they're limited in supply. Let's just say that me thinking of 
getting some home equipment three months into quarantine, uh, you know, like the guys that went to the gym every fucking day of their lives had this idea a while back. So, so the, everything is like, everything sold out. Everything sold out. Weights used to be about between like one and $2 a pound. They're up to like four to $5 a pound now. Wow. So like there are people legit selling what they're called the bumper plates the the weights that have rubber around them so like in mm. theory you can throw them up and then drop them and it's not going to shatter or fucking right. knock out the floor or whatever like those bumper plates like a set of 45s a pair of 45s is like several hundred dollars now why don't like, we why don't we break into some gyms and steal them? i have been thinking about that for the past two weeks especially the gold's gym in chantilly which didn't help me out and give me the security camera footage when some asshole backed into me and then he lied and said we backed into each other simultaneously and wow. the insurance just said fuck it double fault so great because we're one of virginia's like one of six goddamn states where it's contributory like contributory negligence yeah, I guess is that code for like if I was even one percent responsible for the accident, we're both in Virginia. Involved. If you're like if you have a slither of uh, accountability, you could wipe out your claim. Yeah, it's pretty much us completely. in Florida. I think. Yeah, like everyone else is like, oh, this asshole did ninety nine percent of the work, but I did this. Yep. He pays. Yeah. Uh, did that happen recently? No, that happened literally. The the evening, I want to say November 6th of 18, whenever the Dems took back the house. So I wasn't even that upset. Okay. Because, like, even though my car sustained damage and it was, like, a $500 uh, deductible if I wanted to fix it, like, well, Dems took the house. I was like, oh, fuck. You win some, you lose some. We we would uh, out ourselves as far as, like, if we broke into it tonight, and we'd end up, like, on some social media page, like, these two idiots talked about stealing... I have legit, like, no bullshit thought about testing them via, like, just to be a dick, just getting a slingshot, like, one of those, like, not those kid slingshots where you, like, put a pebble in and then try to kill a squirrel, mm-hmm. and thank God you didn't, because you wouldn't be able to oh, handle, yeah, like, like, the existential Just see if they have an alarm system? No, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm talking a real-ass, like, surgical tubing... You right. get, like, ball-bearing pellets, and, yeah, just knock out a window a day yeah. out of boredom until they're fucking sick of dealing with it, and one of those things stays open. And then, yeah, you fucking just strut on in, grab some plates. Well, they're open fuck. now, though, aren't they? But they'll be close. I think they they're shut early. They're shut earlier, and I think they'll be closing down soon, man. Who the fuck? I mean, look, I know the answer to this is my brother, but who the fuck would go to a gym right now. Who? I might. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but just for the dudes in the locker room. Right. right. You just not... you miss the camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. I miss like uh just making a couple guys uncomfortable by going, Do you guys mind if I fan my balls? You good with this? You guys cool with this? It's hot in here. And like one in ten guys is really good with it. I think most guys are. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you you do such fun stuff with it. I do. I've seen you work with your balls before. It's like yeah. it's like uh, Lawrence Fishburne in Boys in the Hood. Do you remember when he was waiting for Cuba Gooding? He's got those two... Uh, his balls in his hand. Yeah, what kind of... They're like stress balls. Yeah. What are those called? I think they're just called... I, they're not Benoit's. Cause I know are ben, they Benoit's? <gasps> Benoit's. Dude! 
I just watched the Chris Benoit documentary on Vice. Did you see that? No. I had no idea all that shit happened. You're a wrestling guy, right? That's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> no. You fucking were all over that shit. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I have a weird fascination with like the history of some aspects of it, and I liked it when I was legit six or seven. But I mean, Am I still coming in? I talk. Yeah. I, am I still coming? Yeah, in? you're okay, good. Okay. Um, do you you know what what happened with Chris Benoit though, right? Yeah, like didn't he kill his kids with a Bowflex or some shit? Like he that? killed his uh, one kid and then his wife, and then he hung himself in his weight room. Yeah, he broke his wife's back. He's he like fucking Batman versus Bane shit. Like yeah, like put his knee. Into her back. Oh, my God. And then whatever he did. Like, horrific. But that was a good documentary. The kid he just fed too much ice cream to. Right, right. right. And the kid he gave uh, Xanax to, and then he suffocated him. Okay. But uh, it was a really interesting documentary in the fact that apparently he was really well-liked. But he also had a perfect storm of mental illness and drug abuse i mean he had c he had definitive cte oh uh, they they went through his brain afterwards yeah okay um when he was autopsied he had 10 times the amount of normal testosterone oh cool so and and then the roid rage natural stuff i'm sure yeah. yeah yeah and uh then he was he was drunk the whole time doing it okay and he was obviously had access to other drugs um, but when his, uh, buddy Eddie Guerrero passed away, yeah, 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 the yeah. guy that you really know well and I lie, I cheat, I steal. I remember that bit. Oh yeah. I, I have no idea. It, it's literally just his catchphrase. Oh really? Yeah. He, and I think he would scream Viva La Raza too. Like he was like, <laughs> I love big. how you're like, I think he would say that. I um, mean, I'm proud. I know this shit. And then he died of a heart attack. Right. Well, he was, he roids. was an addict and then he, uh. They say that he was doing well, and then he started nodding out in front of people. Who, they, Eddie? Yeah. Okay. But then he he had a, they said that he had a heart attack. Um, and there was somebody on the documentary that was like, it wasn't an overdose. He didn't relapse. Which, to me, as an alcoholic and an addict, uh, just to everybody out there, if someone fucking relapses, it's not like it doesn't make them weak. It just, it just, all it, all it says is that they're sick. It doesn't mean like it is, uh, they lost. Yeah. You Some know? great battle. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like if you have a, uh, a condition, I don't know. It's like, like there's something like what bothers me is when it's, um, people are like, it somehow makes their death, death less honorable. It has nothing to do with that. So. Um, but apparently Benoit after, please don't relapse so that this soundbite gets played. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, apparently he was inconsolable after, uh, Guerrero's death and just went, you think they were like gay for each other? I don't know. Okay. They might've, I mean, there's gotta be some wrestlers that fucked each other, right? I can see like being on the road a lot and they're like, dude, can you just do me a favor? And just fucking suck me off. I'm so sick of the groupies, man. They do not understand what we go through. I know, bro. 
I know what you go through. I know you know. I know you do. Fucking know that, man. Well, then, do you know what I'm thinking? Yeah, fuck, man. Fuck yeah, I do. I'm there. Oh, bro. <laughs> Which is beautiful. It is. Yeah, to you wrestlers out there that have sucked another wrestler off. Yeah. That's like just out of like, uh, That's intimacy. That's self. That is there true you intimacy. Go. Oh, it true all came back full circle. right there. There's nothing wrong with sucking your buddy off when he needs it. No, that's just being a bro. <laughs> So, that is on Vice. I think it's worth checking out. Vice is what? Just a YouTube channel or an app Vice, channel? I mean, or? it's a news media channel. They, uh, they, I know there's like a brand. Is it? I have a love-hate relationship with them. Well, it's got the, the guy Shane, right? Shane Smith. Shane Smith, yeah. Uh, he just looks like I'd fucking hate him. Well, he's... Uh, and then, uh, what's his face? The guy, the one of the former... Gavin? member yeah gavin mcginnis gavin mcginnis yeah. yeah he's a former proud boy guy well he's the guy that founded it but then he left oh did he leave recently i mean he left within the past couple of years okay yeah gavin's a legit fucking nut bar i've there's footage of gavin during one of his shows legit like bending over pulling down his pants and spreading his ass, like gaping his asshole, not mooning the camera, legit like doing a porn star gape like on camera. trying to do a rosebud? Yeah. What What was it? Like the, was it the punchline to a joke? Was I don't know just, what point he was, well, I don't know what point you drive like, home by gaping your asshole. <laughs> he, lo- he just kind of blanked on his act and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Maybe it'll come back. You know, get back. I've, on I've read a lot of Cicero in my Latin classes as a kid. I forget where Cicero says in oration to pull out your asshole and pulsate it like a dying quasar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll try that, though. If yeah, I ever sh- get how back. We end each pod. Yeah. Just gape our asses, put the mics in, and speak from the chest. That's right. That's right. So, you got anything? Or no. Anything? No? No, I just hate being in the outdoors. There's bugs all over. We're mosquito bitten. All right. We can call it. Okay. All right. Live from Chantilly in John Papa Giorgio's backyard. I'm Michael Johnson. This has been Papa's Basement. Thank you, and good night.